the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Good evening. Happy Sunday and welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design in the Minneapolis suburb of St. Louis Park. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and conversation. My guests tonight are nationally acclaimed artist Richard Mershon, whose work is currently on display at the Habitation Micro Gallery, along with, oh boy, the Art Girls, Kelly Nedishin, Holly Blanchard, back on the show. Richard, Kelly, Holly, welcome, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. This is going to be a lot of fun uh, because Richard is an insanely good artist. We're going to talk a lot about art theory as well as his particular practice. So uh, I'm sure this one is going to be a uh, best of episode. Speaking of best of, we're also joined by Mr. Dan Newkirk, our master of spirits from Mercy Restaurant in downtown Minneapolis. Dan, how are you? I'm fantastic. I bet you are. I bet you are, man. It's good to have you back. It's good to hear the soothing tones uh, back on the radio. What are we drinking tonight? Uh, we're going to be drinking a, a riff on a Boulevardier, a classic Prohibition era cocktail. Basically, um, three parts. It's going to be typically it's with rye, um, Campari. Uh, sorry, rye, rye Campari and uh, an orange liqueur. Uh, but I've, I've manipulated the flavors a little bit, but I, I confused myself because I, I forgot what I brought for a second. But, uh, we're, we're we haven't go. really started we're drinking go, that heavily yeah. yet, but uh, we're well, rock. things will only get better. Mm-hmm. All right, so a riff on the Boulevardier, which is a, uh, a, a really tasty cocktail and very popular at the moment, experiencing a renaissance. So, all right, why don't you take us away, tell us exactly how we're going to make this thing and do a little bit of radio uh, theater as we're putting it together. Uh, and by the way, Eric, do you have our mixing music prepped? I do. Excellent. Take us away on that as well. So, just to make one, it's going to be one and a half parts uh, rye whiskey, but I'm not using a rye whiskey. I'm using Jim Beam Black. A little bit less of a bite on the back side of it. Are you a big fan of Jim Beam Black, by the way, relative? Jim Beam is, is my go-to bourbon. Best shooter at room temperature in the world. As far I, as I, I prefer the Jim Beam rye, mm-hmm. um, but I don't mind Jim Beam. It's it's his buddy Jack that I'm not really a big fan of. You don't too, like too, Jack? Too corn forward. Really? If I want corn, I go to the cornfield where I'm from in Wisconsin. <laughs> Fair enough. Then I have uh, one one ounce of Cookie D Torino, which is a very nice orange liqueur that uh, you can pretty much call a bartender's ketchup. <laughs> and then instead of using the typical uh, like Cointreau or whatever, I kind of manipulate things a little bit. I like to use Tattersall Bitter Orange. Uh, that's going to be a little bit more calm at a half ounce per uh, just because it is kind of bitter and you don't want to go too hard. But this is like orange on orange on whiskey, and I'm going to garnish it with an orange peel. Fantastic. Now you're mixing all this up without ice. You're, you're doing this uh, ice-free. Is that by intention? I put it or? in the Yari without ice, and now I'm going to add it. To cool it down and dilute it, otherwise, because this this is a booze on booze on booze cocktail, so you want to be a little bit careful with yourself. It's gonna be a great show. It's gonna be a great show. But we, we do we do have a pregnant lady on the show, so we are also providing uh, a non-alcoholic sparkling wine that we do carry at Mercy. Uh, if anybody calls ahead and has a special request, uh, we can make anything happen. Absolutely, you live to please. All right, so we've got that mixed up. Now you are stirring rather than shaking. And I, br- I brought a, a glass jarry this time because last time I had the metal one, it just didn't sound the same, especially considering nobody can see what I'm doing. It's a good point. It's a good point. Nice technique, by the way. It's all wrist, avoiding carpal tunnel syndrome. Is that a problem for bartenders, carpal tunnel syndrome? You know what? We probably did more damage to ourselves in our early teens than we do with bartending. Good point. Good see? point. All right, fully mixed up. And then we are going to serve this in what kind of a glass? The only glass I ever bring a stemless wine glass because we have an abundance of them that I don't care if they break. <laughs> Truth and radio. Now, typically, uh, this drink can be served up, but due to the temperature of the room, uh, a little ice is nice. We got a lot of people in the studio today, so the temperature is going up, so he's going to cool us down. And you're not worried about the, uh, the dilution? I understood. Ah, the man is thinking way ahead. <laughs> All right, stirred, putting on a strainer, 
holding it back, and uh, we're coming up with, it's got an orange bourbon color to it. I mean, it's clearly bourbon, but it's got a little bit of... The dangerous part about this drink is, although it is booze on booze on booze, it doesn't taste that way. So it's definitely one of the more dangerous drinks you can get at a bar outside of the uh, martini world. It's kind of amazing how many times we've said that on the show. Yeah, yeah, it's true. (laughs) And the expression is important to get it all over the glass because the whole point is when you put it to your face you want to taste smell sense everything so dan has uh has peeled off uh orange zest and then he just squeezed the orange zest from a height so that he was getting that zest flavor spread throughout both the glass and the drink correct Mm -hmm. is there a technique name for that expressing expressing wow i didn't expect that all right our cocktails are created eric thank you very much um, we're going to raise it and see what our thoughts are, everyone, but Holly, who's drinking her non-alcoholic so bubbles. So pretty. I love the color of it. Mm-hmm. Down the hatch. Holy crap. This mm. is delightful. Awesome. Oh, this is really good. This is absolutely delicious. And again, you said this you is like called... It, yes, I do. Excellent. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's already gone. <laughs> Oh, that this wasn't is... a shot, Richard. That was just <laughs> enjoy that. Art is suffering, and the quickest way to suffering is a hangover. <laughs> no, this is really, really delicious. Again, you said this is called a. It's it's a riff on a Boulevardier. It's a Boulevardier. Just I manipulated things a little bit. And is this something that people can get at Mercy? Absolutely. Or, and they have to specifically say, "Give me the Dan Newkirk Boulevardier riff." No, I, I got some really great bartenders. Like, just say Boulevardier and just let them do their thing. Everybody can manipulate flavors. I'm not the only one. You do have a great staff over there. Yeah. And people who honestly take pride and enjoy making a cocktail. I had a, a weird experience at a bar that I will not name the other day where <laughs> I asked the bartender if there was any particular cocktail that he enjoyed making that he's proud of. And he interpreted it as just make something out of the blue. And he threw together this horrible conglomeration. Without asking you what you like? Without asking me what I like. Smart. I know, right? What was that? God, I, I, a daiquiri? Know, no, it was... <laughs> your boat outfit? <laughs> he just went by how you looked. <laughs> so he's, the guy looks like a complete jerk. I'm going to make a terrible cocktail. <laughs> no, it came up, but it was... it was. I, I don't even remember the details. I shouldn't go into it. But the bottom line is it was just kind of a conglomeration of flavors that he seemed to be randomly pulling off the shelf and and throwing together. So it wasn't good. Work. It was it was not good. I've done the same thing at Mercy. I really have. I can't remember the name of the uh, of the guy behind the bar, uh, but he created this absolutely fantastic. fantastic was it was it a drink. black guy? What it guy? Was, or it was guy? black guy. Black guy. That's Dion. Dion. Yep. We have the United Nations of uh, bartenders. Oh, nice. And believe it or not, I hold down the Muslim side of things. This is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you? Are you yeah. seriously Muslim? My, my, I'm not Muslim, but my family is. I, my dad's side of the family is Muslim. Really? I never would have guessed. You don't look Muslim. You don't even wear a hijab. Uh, yeah, well, my, my Nona did. Oh, yeah. nice. R.C., I meant to ask, did you do the Golden Girls pub, pub crawl already? Yeah, Was we that did. like a couple months ago? It was or? awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> was awesome. What is that? What's the Golden Girls pub crawl? Well, first off, you're familiar with the Golden Girls, right? Oh, yeah. Thank yes, you for I being love, a oh friend. Oh, my gosh. Saturday night. I grew up watching that show with Saturday my Saturday night. All right, so hold on. Which one's your first gold, or your favorite Golden Girl? Um, I like Blanche too. She was uh, sexy. Yeah, no, that's fine. But oh, who's Sophia. The who's the crabby one? Oh, Bro, uh, Dorothy. Dorothy. Yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah. Mod. Mod. Yes. And then there's Mod. Yeah. And then there's Mod. Blanche was fun. Yeah. But Sophia. Right. Sophia was the quip, the quippy one. Yeah, but she used to steal the she sweet was... and low with. Her <laughs> yeah. So you watch as well. Yeah. All old people funny. steal. So speed basically, low. it's a pub crawl where like Eric, when every... you when you're cleaning out wait you're, when you're cleaning out dead people's apartments, uh, do you find massive stashes of sweet and low? Yeah. Very <laughs> I bet napkins too from like fast food chains. Yeah, one hundred napkins. They randomly give you a Chinese oh. food. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kidding. Oh, those sweet and sour, or those, the yeah. soy sauce. Okay. 
condiment porters. Uh, okay, so how did the pub crawl? The pub, pub was great. So it was it's four different bars participating, and every hour, like a group of two hundred would rotate bars. Um, and basically, you got you know old, young, fat, skinny, uh, tall, short, all the whole variety. Uh, dressed up as her favorite Golden Girl. There was only two stands the whole day, which was, was blew my mind. Uh, for not Stan. familiar with Stan, Stan oh, was yes. the man that was eating Dorothy the whole time. Otherwise, the rest of them were, were really blameless single. Show. He had a mustache okay. and he was taller and bald. Bald, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was two stands. Otherwise, it was it was the Golden Girls the whole time. And it was uh, it was so, so much fun. Oh, it didn't rain till the very end, but the rain didn't stop anybody from dancing. Do you have their pictures? Face off. I feel like do you guys need need like a Facebook page or something? We, I think we have some pictures from the oh. day, but that's that that's, sounds hilarious. That's outside of my wheelhouse. Yeah, mm. you just keep behind the bar. Mm-hmm. Did you start that then? Was that your, your idea? No, no, no. But I was all aboard when it happened. All aboard when it happened. It sucks. I'd rather. I'd rather. Participate than than work it, but yeah. yeah. Who would are. you be dressed up at? Oh, I'll be Sophia all day long. <laughs> In my younger days, I was more of a Blanche, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there it is. We're going to take a quick break and then come back after we've uh, primed up and actually talk about some important things as well. Stick with us because you're listening to Drink in the Style right here on the Progressive Voice of Minnesota, AM nine fifty radio. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style every Sunday at 5 p.m. You know, I'm often asked what kind of furniture Habitation offers. Now, I can go two ways with this. I can say something like, Habitation specializes in warm, modern, raw, industrial, and organic contemporary home furnishings. But what does that mean? It means that we have some really cool stuff, and that is the answer that usually goes over better. But cool doesn't mean crazy. And I'm proud to say that everything we offer at Habitation is functional and comfortable. The type of furniture that will allow you to express yourself but still works every day. So there it is. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. Hi, I'm Peter Solak. And I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about outdoor fires. Sitting around a fire is the oldest, most basic form of human activity. What's new is in the way fire is burned. We can show you how to burn cleaner with a lot less smoke. The radiant heat and light from an open fire is unmatched. It kindles our spirits and connects us to the outdoors. And now it's easier to experience and enjoy. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces sells and installs wood and gas burning fire pits and fireplaces. Let us help you experience an outdoor fire without all the smoke. Come see the many ways you can enjoy a fire outdoors. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens is the first green cemetery in Minnesota. It's a beautiful, peaceful place where burials are celebrations of life with as little impact on the environment as possible. Tony Weber founded it because he wants to leave a green legacy for his grandchildren, something many of us might feel. Learn more. Visit the website mngreengraves.com. Give them a call. The goal is so meaningful, so positive, it might be right for you. Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. We at Total Dog Company are hands-on dog lovers. We are involved in the care of all aspects of our dogs. The same kind of hands-on care is found in Canada brand pet foods. From growing increasing amounts of the ingredients in their foods to cooking their recipes in their own cookery, Canada is a small, independent company that focuses on the hands-on attention to quality. Same as Total Dog Company. Find Total Dog in New Hope right off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com. Just got an invitation through the mails. Your presence requested this evening. It's formal, a top hat, a white tie, and tails. 
Welcome back to Drink in the Style, a one-hour conversation about art, architecture, design, and pretty much anything else aesthetic. I am your host, Gregory Rich, and my guests this week are Minneapolis's own art girls and extraordinary artist Richard Mershon. Richard, are you ready to talk on the radio now? Sure. Don't you? <laughs> I'm fine. Sure. Outstanding. Richard does uh, some phenomenal art, as I said, is currently on display at Habitation. Let's start out with this. Richard, how do you describe your work? Hmm. Well, <clears throat> it's very loose, meaning I don't, um, I don't go for precision. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... Pretty much the the mood drives the strokes. Uh, I like to paint large, forces me to use big, wide strokes. Um, I would say it's post-impressionism, siding on the fall. Okay. And everything that we've got on display now is oil, I believe. Uh, on Acrylic. On, acrylic, I'm sorry, acrylic. Uh, is that your preferred medium? Well, um, I was an oil person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like a drink. <laughs> Um, can we have some oil on ice? Um, <laughs> I'll go down great. I, I, I was um, I I had to use acrylic dries faster, and I was shipping a lot of work, mm-hmm. and it had to dry fast and roll it and send it to different galleries. And for that reason, I went with acrylic. Yeah, really. So you went acrylic as a uh, as a, a a necessity from a logistical perspective, right? But I paint. Acrylic like oils. I mean, even a connoisseur sometimes doesn't know what he's looking at and unless he puts his, snow, his nose or nose to it. Mm. No, it's actually true. I mean, again, I assumed it was oil uh, initially and, uh, and and tried to cover for it. But uh, acrylic works. I mean, you do amazing stuff. It looks it looks very much like oil. Incidentally, before we get into it, people will notice your accent. Where are you from? I have an accent. Yeah, I hate to break this to you. You sound like you're from He's Wisconsin. From Fargo, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I was <coughs> born and raised in Maracaibo, Lake Maracaibo, in Venezuela. That's where all the oil used to come from. As in the oil from the earth and all the money that used to support that's, Venezuela until the whole thing collapsed. That's correct, yes. And we're going to talk a little bit about Venezuelan politics possibly later, but I want us to have some more alcohol before we dive into that. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. We're going to need it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so you have used a, a quote that I, I absolutely love. I, we were talking about it a little bit before the show, but – Art is not what you see, but what you make others see. What does that mean to you? What, why do you like that? Well, I like it a lot. I think it's confirmation that every creator has the ability to set the stage um, and pretty much guide the viewer to what he or she wants the viewer to see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it's a color, uh, strokes, emotion, subject, um, the creator has control. And then the, the important thing is the interpretation. The interpretation, yes. And, and in my case, for my style, I, I like the viewer to complete the, the narrative. Mm-hmm. So every, every person has a different idea of what happened in that scene. Fair enough. And I mean, and your work is, I mean, it's certainly not abstract. You do a lot of portraiture. We'll, we, we've touched on that a little bit. But it's not a, uh, a pure, it's, it's, I mean, would you call it impression impressionism in general? Would you call it more? Uh, well, it, the, the broader category, uh, I should say, is representational. Okay. It, it, the viewer can relate to it. It's a house. It's a person laying on a sofa. It's a... It's a flower. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as how it's executed, that's where the magic comes in. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much what you paint, but how you paint it. Mm-hmm. And there is. I mean, again, it is. It's, it's through a, the, the work is, is kind of through a prism of interpretation, but it is not, um, you know, it's not abstract. You know what you are looking at. I mean, you're clearly leading the viewer in a certain direction, but then you're kind of reinterpreting what they're doing. You're right. seeing. Yes. So, all right. So a lot of the, por- the the work that you've been doing lately is portraiture. Is that a word? Portraiture? 
Sure. It is now. Yeah. If not, it should be. Yeah. That's a great word. Do you find yourself when you're talking to someone, when you're looking at someone, kind of envisioning how you're, you would paint that person? Absolutely. Do you? Yeah. 24 seven. And then what do you focus on? Do you look at the eyes? Do you just, what jumps out at you? <laughs> That's a dangerous question. <laughs> <laughs> how would you paint Greg right now? What are you envisioning? Is it his eyes? Does he have eyes? I, I, I have to project how that person would look sitting, running, mm-hmm. bathing. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. That was a dangerous question. <laughs> do you have, in most of the cases, the, the people that you're painting, do you work primarily off of live models? Do you do it interpretationally and envision things? I, I do a combination of things. I, I do work from live models. I also photograph the live models and sketch them oh. on the same session. Okay. Uh, I r- will rip a, a, a page of a magazine, so say... There are two people in a room. One of them was my model. The other one I found but in, in a magazine. And suddenly they're both in the room mm-hmm. creating a narrative. Ah, so you create kind of a, a virtual scene Correct. based on putting things together. Correct. Oh, that's, 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 that's really cool. What's your favorite piece that you've done? What is, what is the fa- Actually, what is your favorite way of doing things? Do you like having people sit there and, and create the art or...? Um, not really. I, I'd rather pretty much be on my own. Okay. That way I'm inventing something without getting distracted by what they may, may think. Is this person exhausted? Is this, I mean, it's got to run through your head when you're painting a live, a live individual. Yeah, I'm always concerned. Are they tired? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be able to come back to that pose? Mm-hmm. Um, so... I take photographs, I sketch just to get my hands on the composition. But for most part, um, I like to document the pose and the mood, light coming through a window. And then you'll focus on that particular aspect and how and how it affects the, the subject. Right. And then I bring that into, I do preliminary sketches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I envision what it could be. Mm-hmm. And sketches black and white. I don't, I don't go into full color. I've been sketching on an iPad too. Now that we have technology available, and really, yeah, really nice. There, there are many uh, great painting programs, and with your finger, you just, you can actually dial the brush size, you know, the intensity, the pressure, and um, it. it for me, I don't use it as final art. For me, is I'm in an airplane. Mm-hmm. Can't bring my my acrylics on the airplane, so <laughs> that would be a little awkward. <laughs> Even in first class, I'm not sure you'd have the space. Me, can I have more white? <laughs> <laughs> can I have a little bourbon and a little more white? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that's interesting. I mean, that's I've I've not heard any serious artists, and you are a very serious artist. I mean, you've done shows in California. In fact, you have a gallery in California or a studio not at in this California. time. I do have a studio in California, and that's in by the way in in Sonoma County. In Sonoma, so County. right next to Napa Valley, <laughs> which is why your productivity has dropped dramatically. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so so to backtrack a little bit on creating the narrative, and I'm sure we can have a, a relevant conversation uh, in this. Because I'm sure you've used your art to your advantage, like I've done the same. One of my one of my like go-to pickup lines in my early 20s was, <laughs> it depended on how classy of a joint I was or how classy I thought she was. It would be like uh, if you were a shot, or if you were a cocktail, or if you were a if you were a, 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 a varietal of, of wine, uh, what would you be and why? Uh, have you ever used your art to uh, pick up somebody of the uh, favor? <laughs> you mean like come over and look at my etchings? Yeah. See, see, you're picking up what I'm putting down. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, this is good. Insert the slap noise. Right. But it worked. Yeah. See, oh. see, you got more to work with than I do. Yeah. I just put shit in the glass. Come and look at the easel. <laughs> oh, we're going off the rails. This is going great. <laughs> that was quick, by the way, Holly. I think I am quick. I'm witty. You are witty. She's very quick witty. Even. Non-alcoholic. I know. My God, that's impressive. Straight to the head. Really impressive. (laughs) Um, What other aspects, other than portraits? What are the What are some of your preferred subjects? Well, that's like asking 
what's your favorite Beatles song or a Rolling Stones song? It's very, um, I, I enjoy the figure mm-hmm. mostly, and I don't mean a nude, always, uh, you know, clothing is actually very exciting, fabrics. Mm-hmm. Um, but the figure, I love landscapes, um, a lot of marine life, fish underwater, people swimming underwater, bathers. Um, clouds, uh, anything. Uh, as I said, for me, it's not the subject. It's how I paint it. Mm-hmm. And by the way, and I noticed that in your work, you have two books that uh, of your work that are out there and available of, of different points in your in your career, correct? Correct. And I, I believe the first one that you did, which I don't have an actual hard copy of, but that did have somewhat more landscape-focused work, correct? Yeah, that is correct, yeah. Okay. Um, and, and they are great. And by the way, people can take a look at that uh, and order those books through your website? Uh, they can go through blurb.com. B-L-U-R-B.com. And then put a search on my name. Okay. Yeah. And they can – For a person it. like myself that doesn't have any idea what that is, what kind of a platform is Blurb? Blurb is a uh, self-publishing platform and many photographers uh, – So vi- visual art. Visual art, but also, you know, a cookbooks, uh, poetry, what have you. You okay. can actually publish a magazine. Cool. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and, and, and they are some, some great pieces. And incidentally, folks can stop by Habitation and the Micro Gallery and take a look at both your actual work, which is, uh, again, I, I just, just it's going to an art gallery for free, quite honestly. And if you happen to have the means or the interest in buying fine art, um, you know, some beautiful pieces that are available courtesy of the Art Girls and their curation of the space. By the way, do you guys, Art Girls, do you have a favorite piece that's hanging in the micro gallery at the moment? I think my favorite piece is, is Brigitte, the big, the big one, the big, uh, I, I was going to say the big woman, but it, <laughs> it's, a big, it's a very large scale piece with a beautiful woman, uh, the, the colors are maroon and black, and it's just, it's dreamy. And that can be seen yeah. on our Facebook page, by the way, because that is, I mean, that's what, a 72-inch high piece? Correct. I mean, it's yeah. live scale. And it's on board, too, so it's not on canvas, so it's a whole different kind of yeah. feel. And I, li- I I like everything of yours, but I think those the studies in the blue cobalt, mm-hmm. the ink, are just stunning, too, on that. The white matting with the white frame. So it's just... Those are very loose and and simple, but I mean, I do love Brigitte too. I love all of your stuff. Hmm. It is it is beautiful, and the colors you're choosing and the way you're running it is 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 and, just. And to reiterate, where exactly is the micro gallery again? The micro gallery is at Habitation Furnishing and Design, forty three seventeen Excelsior Boulevard. It's the place where you stopped by to uh, or you to were meet absent me when from, I had to leave. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Run through, fabulous showroom, um, and uh, yeah, and 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 it's some great pieces. We're gonna have to take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about uh, art with Richard Mershon and the Art Girls. No, no, they can't take that away. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists. Warner Stellion. Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. This week, I'll talk about an idealist, Scott Warren, who the federal government has prosecuted for helping migrant humans that come to America via the Arizona desert. I'll also talk about another idealist, Elizabeth Brenner, whose family tragedy spurred her to activism to protect students studying abroad. 
LA 2.0 Radio, engaging and real on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Tom Hartman here telling you that solar energy isn't just for environmentalists. Switching to all-energy solar is actually perfect for reducing your carbon footprint while also saving money on your monthly electric bill. The fact that solar panels cause no earth-harming emissions while it's producing energy is a bonus. Who in the world could object to that? But they can also help you save money month after month for decades. And they do it with a clean footprint. So go green and start saving money today by visiting allenergysolar.com. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style every Sunday at 5 p.m. You know, I'm often asked what kind of furniture Habitation offers. Now, I can go two ways with this. I can say something like, Habitation specializes in warm, modern, raw, industrial, and organic contemporary home furnishings. But what does that mean? It means that we have some really cool stuff, and that is the answer that usually goes over better. But cool doesn't mean crazy. And I'm proud to say that everything we offer at Habitation is functional and comfortable. The type of furniture that will allow you to express yourself but still works every day. So there it is. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. Welcome back to Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. on AM 950 here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and available anytime as a stream or podcast. Visit am950radio.com or drinkinthestyle.com anytime. Music this week is provided by Frank Sinatra's favorite singer, Mr. Tony Bennett. Richard, what do you listen to when you are creating art? Let's just say I go through different stages through a piece. So in the beginning, the most challenging part, I'm trying to set the composition. I'll play something soothing. I mean, either uh, classical or even uh, uh, the soundtrack. Uh, Alexander the Plot is one of my favorites. Just Mm -hmm. really beautiful music. And it's it's not intrusive. It doesn't distract me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think. Then as I evolve the the piece, the painting, I start maybe moving into jazz and something a little more upbeat. Okay. And as I progress, then I start, then I may go to R&B mm-hmm. and I may finish with the Rolling Stones. Interesting. Is that consistently your your, yeah. your process? So the mu- so one of the things I was going to ask you is, I mean, does the music determine what you're painting? I mean, does it affect what you're painting, or you're going to create the music or choose the music based on the life cycle of what you're doing? No, I I, I select the tempo of the music to match the activity. Okay. That I mean, once I get comfortable, then I don't mind singing to the music, the lyrics. Something I can't do in the beginning. I'm concentrating. Mm-hmm. And what is it that I'm going to do? So it's going to be very elevator at that point. Okay. While you're creating, you're realizing what it is that you're going to have on the canvas and then right. helping through it. So if you ever go into like a Jackson Pollock phase, we can assume you're listening to rap? Oh, I listen to everything. I do really you? listen to everything. There isn't one genre that I don't listen to. Country? Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Even country western. Really, country. <laughs> See, I, I say I say the same thing. Ag- agreed, but I can't do screamo. I can't do screamo. What's that? Well, I do it, but then I heard all your eardrums. It's like oh, literally really? like screaming at the top of your lungs into oh, the microphone. Yeah, that's my know. one that I can't. But is it, what is the genre? It's called screamo. Oh, it's its yeah. own non-musical yeah. genre. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I, I go through the same process you do when I'm writing a new cocktail menu. Yeah. Yeah, I swing I at my porch swing. Uh, just you know, uh-huh. things that loose the mind up. Like it's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. The creative process, it goes through many phases. It's awesome. Speaking to that quote, you, art is what you make others see. Well, you're kind of doing the same thing when you create a drink mm-hmm. or reinterpreting the flavor. You, you are actually manipulating the experience. You're dictating what that 
Oh, I completely felt what you were saying earlier. Completely yeah. agreed. Yeah. It's a, it's a great use of tools. I mean, creating your own environment so that the creativity that you are expressing, be it through cocktail or through acrylics and oils, learn to say acrylics, uh, is going to be, is going to be an, an assistance. It's going to be something that helps you bring out whatever it is you want others to see or expect others to see. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, so, so you have another quote that, that I absolutely love. Exactitude is not truth. It's an Henri Matisse quote, correct? Correct. What do you mean by that? Well, to me, that speaks of perfection and precision. Um, I think for me, at least for me, it's not a productive approach to what I want to create. Um, I'm more big picture, tell a story. Mm -hmm. Um not focus on so many details that the the person experiencing the piece doesn't know where the front door is. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's more important to um, be kind of tell the whole story. It's it's uh, when I paint actually, even if it's a very large canvas, that canvas is covered in the first five minutes. The entire canvas. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Background? Are you saying as the background, you're you're going to set the mood within that? I mean, you can't have the image within. I no. I think is uh, we 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 have to break the ice on everything we do, mm -hmm. and this is a way to plunge into the cold water. And you 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 can cover up anything you don't like later, okay. but you got to get started. Really? Yeah. That's really fascinating. So so whatever it is, you don't want to be looking at a blank canvas for more than the five minutes. You want to have something that you can manipulate and work with. Correct. So have you predetermined the color scheme that you're going to be working with then? Pretty much. Okay. The mood. And in terms of emotion, mm -hmm. is it going to be a happy? And by the way, all emotions are important to me. Uh, I have even put a compilation of music I actually call it uh, the breakup music. This is the this is the sad music you want to listen to when somebody dumps you. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is that, does that fill mostly with Sinatra? No, it's all kinds of music. But the idea is that all emotions are important, mm -hmm. and um, for that matter, there there are colors and music for mm -hmm. every emotion, and not. You know, it's like removing the soundtrack of a film. Mm -hmm. it, it will kill it because mm -hmm. that's where it pulls your heartstrings. Mm -hmm. So, same. So, so when you so the emotion is infused into the art, into the canvas. Uh, was, yeah. When you look back at your work, can you can you sense what you felt when you were painting it? Do you do you, does that still evoke that same emotion? Well, I I try to get pretty close to what I had in mind. Mm -hmm. Not often you get exactly what you thought you were going to do, mm -hmm. but you, you know, you dial. Yeah, this was a hot afternoon. Really? Yeah. So it's almost like a diary on canvas for you. Oh, yes. I mean, I can look at all my paintings and remember where I was that day or who, my, who were my friends or my <laughs> we, just, we just looked at Dan. Ding. I'm looking at Dan. In the year of Justine. Christine, I think it's gonna be a couple of years. <laughs> um, I think that's, that's that's really really cool. So I mean, to a great extent, it is. I mean, we talked about art is what other people see, but there's no way to to separate the truth that your emotions are being laid onto that canvas, and that's going to be intrinsically true at all times. Absolutely. All right. And the colors, do you do you run by standard colors for emotions? Do you run with a darker shade if you're in a negative mood? Or do you, you know, is it is it purely interpretive? You know, I don't use more than four or five colors in everything I do. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Is that standard or is that... No, is that... that's just me. I mean, I was trained academically. Mm -hmm. uh, but the way I work now is I have my warm colors, I have my cool colors, and I have my white and my black. Mm -hmm. And I control the emotions without even thinking about it. It's just pretty much, um, you know, it just happens. 
Fascinating. So, all right. So, exactitude. I'm still not not clear oh. on the exactitude question because, to me, I mean, I'm an as I've mentioned many times, kind of a, a, a I'm a history buff. I'm exactitude is truth to me. So it's the absolute opposite of that particular quote. But you're saying that if you don't have a sense of 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 the details, it's truer to you than if you have everything. Are you saying the world is interpretive overall? No, I, I, you know, we can't change history, or at least what we think that history was. But I'm, I'm just saying in terms of um, what your vision, your vision has to be a bird's eye view, mm-hmm. not in the weeds. Oh, the big picture once again. All right, I love it. We got to take a quick break, but then we're going to come back with Richard Marchand, the Art Girls, Dan Newkirk, and me, Gregory Rich from Drinking the Style. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design. I have a philosophy. Furniture should be beautiful, but if it's not comfortable, it's not much use to anyone. That's why at Habitation, we work hard to make sure that the furniture we sell is stylish and functional. Unique and useful. What more can you ask for? Habitation Furnishing and Design 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. Do yourself a favor and check out the amazing cuisine of EatLocalMinnesota.com. More than just a website, EatLocalMinnesota.com provides you with the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities. Enjoy made-from-scratch cooking at the family-owned Milton's, specializing in dishes like award-winning ribs and plank salmon grilled up on their charcoal grill. Satisfy any sweet tooth with incredible desserts like Bananas Foster. Milton's menu also includes gluten-free options and a large selection of local craft beers. Reservations accepted for groups of five or more. Specializing in Szechuan and Peking cuisine, the Great Wall Chinese Restaurant has been a local favorite since 1981. They offer one of the most extensive menus in the Twin Cities. Favorites include the sesame chicken, imperial beef, and Peking duck. The Great Wall Restaurant is located off 45th and France with takeout available too. More at greatwallrestaurant.us. This is Chad, owner of AM950 here to tell you about Snap Construction. They're experts in roofing, siding, window, and insurance restoration. They have energy-efficient products available for both residential and commercial properties. This spring, when we needed a company to take a look at a problem with our roof, I called the company I knew I could trust, Snap Construction. I've known Ryan, the owner at Snap Construction, for years, so I knew I could trust him. Don't just take my word for it. Check out their reviews online. They are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior contractor online in the metro area. Over the years, Ryan has always said the same thing to me about his work. If we build it, shouldn't we be held accountable for the work indefinitely? He backed that statement up years ago when Snap Construction was a pioneer in offering a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee on all their work. For a free estimate or general questions, call the locally owned company AM950 Trust Snap Construction at 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. They have financing options available. Hi, it's Tom Hartman. You know, Continental Diamond is special for a lot of reasons. The owners are Jimmy and Helene Pessis, a husband and wife team who had a dream to open their own store more than 30 years ago. They built a business that is the gold standard. The readers of Minnesota Bride Magazine have named Continental Diamond the best jeweler for the last seven years. Why? Amazing, friendly, no-pressure customer service, a selection of fine diamonds and designed jewelry unlike anywhere else, and the fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies are pretty great, too. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and at ContinentalDiamond.com. Necessarily sunny, likewise a man who works for fame. There's no guarantee that time won't erase his name. The fact Welcome back to Drink in the Style. We have been speaking with Richard Mershon, artist extraordinaire, truly a fabulous artist, and the Art Girls. Richard, Art Girls, where can people see Richard's work? Uh, in the Twin Cities in the upcoming months? Well, of course, you can always contact our girls Minneapolis um, through phone or website, www.artgirlsmpls.com. 
Um, but in the next few weeks, obviously, you can see Richard Marchand's work at the Micro Gallery at Habitation Furniture, which features more of his portraiture work, mm-hmm. because Greg likes that word. I do like the word portraiture, and it I'm going to Google word. it later and see if it really exists. It is a word. It, it is, is a word. definitely. I've used it to write stuff. Yeah. Everyone's nodding? Awesome. I looked it up. It is a word. It's a word. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay. Yes, at Habitation, and it's the uh, and uh, Richard, your work is going to be there for the next uh, sixty to ninety days, I believe. Correct. Yep. And then on June twenty seventh, we are having our opening evening at Lemuridian the Gallery. Uh, it's be from seven to ten o'clock. Uh, there'll be free wine. We're going to have live music, and uh, Richard was just. Uh, traveling through Paris and south of France, right, Richard? That's correct. About a couple months ago. Um, And so he has produced an entire show based off of his travel and experience there. Uh, He's been to Paris, I think, in France several times. But um, all new pieces, never before seen, uh, will be in the gallery at the Meridian Chambers starting June 27th. It'll run for three months, but our opening night again is that June 27th. And it's going to be a beautiful evening. You can walk over to Mercy, have dinner, have Dan make you a drink. It's just going to be a really amazing, festive evening. And his work is absolutely com- incredible. Lots of color, lots of movement. We've got some huge pieces in there, eight by eights. It's just going to be a lot of fun. And Eight feet by eight feet. Yes. Yes. Because. <laughs> <Ooh>. And then. <laughs> nope. Leaving that late. I'm just leaving that right there. And um, what else was I going to say? There was something else that I had to add. about. You should sign show. up. Now, folks, oh. sign up for your email list and get notifications on that at artgirlsminneapolis.com, right. correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Just on our website, right? Just a contact info? Yep. Yep. Email us through our contact information. And this is all kind of coincides with Bastille Day, which is July 14th. 14th. And Lamridian Chambers is also doing a huge event for that as well. So this French show coincides with our celebration of France through July. It's just going to be – it's going to be awesome. Richard, what are the it. dominant themes of your French artwork collection? Well, it's divided into different – micro genres within there is a tribute to Milan Rouge uh, mm. there is uh, uh, landscapes as well as architecture um, south of France that beautiful Mediterranean emerald water mm. um, food food is food you know France is all about the food yes yes uh, it is. even even the room service was worth um, investigating as a painting. Really? Yeah. Room service they, art they, by Richard Mershon. I mean, if you if you check in uh, to the Hyatt or whatever hotel uh, and order room service and you take a picture and then you go somewhere in the south of France and order for room service, mm-hmm. you'll see the difference. I mean... It's very true. It's almost like I, uh, they're bringing food for a wedding. They take it very seriously, and it's it's important, and it's meaningful. It really is, because life is really existing in the moment. One of the interesting things I mentioned on a previous podcast, I just got back from Thailand, a meditation retreat, and before we get into the entire silent period, I was talking with uh, this guy from, friend, from France, and he was you know very proud to be from France and what have you, and we were talking about food. And he had this great observation, and he simply said that – when you're eating, and if you're eating something absolutely delicious, it makes you present. And that's their form of meditation. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to Anthony. Name I forgot. This last name I forgot. Uh, <laughs> Anthony from France. Anthony from France. <laughs> the Italian guy from France. <laughs> He's from Southern France. That narrows France. it down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's going to be uh, that's going to be awesome, and that launches in June. We mentioned the Habitation Gallery. You're going to be back in California uh, um, relatively soon. But I have a question before you go back to that. You live in both California and Minneapolis, correct? correct? Yes. Uh, Minnesota. What is it about Minnesota that you like? You know, um, I was here during the uh, 70s, not 
to date myself, but I went to the co- uh, Minneapolis College of Art and Design. Mm-hmm. I graduated in 1978, mm-hmm. and I made a lot of friends. But m- more importantly, I just fell in love with the culture. It, it You know, coming from another country uh, and then going to Miami, for example, I thought that that was the 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 poster for Americana mm-hmm. and boy was I wrong and to be able to experience the the seasons uh, just the people just you know and that goes to the entire Midwest but Minnesota for me has been just amazing so it's no wonder that I'm back here so I spend more time here than in California do you yeah Oh, no, that's great to hear. Minneapolis, you know, Minnesota is – I mean, we I, I, I slam Minnesota a lot. I just do. It's a, it's a New York thing. It's just in my blood. I slam everything all the time. And I admit that the first few years that my wife and I lived here, we spent those years trying to figure out where to move to to get out of Minnesota. But then the realization settles upon you that, my God, this is a great place to live. I mean, there it's – there are great places – outside of Minnesota, but really when you do a T-chart and the pluses, the minuses, the culture, the people, this is a great spot to be. So kudos to you for uh, for being here and yeah, I agree, yeah. talking it up. Dan, what about Mercy? What's going on uh, at Mercy Restaurant or, uh, or, or Mill Valley Kitchen or Benedict's where my daughter Sophia is currently a hostess? Is she liking her job so far? She loves it. It's good. She really likes it. It's good. Yeah. She was working at, at uh, Caribou Coffee uh, yeah. before this, and there's this idiot running the place, and he was like the worst manager of all time. And she's like, oh, my God, Dad, this is so nice working at Benedict's. This yeah. is like everybody is cool, and they know what they're doing. For me, for a breakfast spot, they're pretty professional over there. Like it's, it's, all, it's all industry vets. Yeah. So – yeah. So anything real quick or what's your favorite drink to throw in at Mercy? What's the drink that people should order this week? I mean, the, the, the biggest banger we got right now is our Oaxacan. It's our tequila mezcal old-fashioned with our house, uh, Herdera Barrel. Um, I make a coconut tincture. Uh, I use a vanilla forward mezcal uh, and then a little bit of lemon. Express. I don't know what any of those words are. Terms? Yeah. What does that mean? It's a tequila mezcal old-fashioned. Yeah. I don't know why. And he just likes to say the word tincture. Yeah. I don't know why, but you use it all the time. Well, I'll, I'll bring you a tincture <laughs> and then we'll talk about it. He speaks kind of a different language. <laughs> that wraps it up this week, folks. Thanks for listening to Drink in the Style. Thanks to Richard Mershon, the Art Girls, and Dan Newkirk. Join us again next week. La, 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 la,